Hey, Angela, welcome to the intro podcast. How's it going? It's going great, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. It's been, uh, I think we connected a long time ago and we were talking before I hit record. It was uh, probably pre-baby for both of us. And now we're, you know, just reminiscing about life at home, working from home and nap times and all that stuff. So great to catch up again. Yeah, it's a whole new world for us now. <laughs> I know, in so many ways. Um, yes. And, and, and speaking of that, um, as someone who focuses on uh, talent acquisition in the early career stages, um, what is sort of what does that mean in general? Uh, and, yeah. and and what does it mean today and how you're getting things done? Yeah, so in my role and specifically what I'm doing, what early careers means for us and for SE Johnson is everything from what you're starting to do in high school, which sounds so early, it but does. students are really starting to you know think about that. So we have some high school programs that really just give students the opportunity to see, you know, what what does it mean to work in a big corporation and, um, you know, how do you work outlook and, you know, just those types of things. And so we have some of those programs and then, you know, the bulk of our, our early career recruiting happens at the college level though. So mm -hmm. we have, um, summer internships, um, we have rotational programs that my team manages and, and then even, you know, once, someone is potentially going back to school for their MBA, we recruit at that level as well. So oh, okay. really, yeah, spanning from, you know, 16 year olds all the way up to, <laughs> to millennials, which is great. So you're, uh, you're managing very different personalities at very, and mm -hmm. any given day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different personalities, different generations. And it's, it's interesting for sure. Did, uh, did your team, uh, run internships or did the company run internships this past summer? Yeah, we did. You, you know, we were very fortunate uh, that our leadership was supportive of us keeping the summer internships just in the midst of COVID. We did have to revamp. We we ran our first virtual internship program this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, we just wrapped up a few weeks ago and I'm so proud of you know, the internal team for all the work that they had to do to make sure that it was a successful summer. And then also to our interns. I mean, they had to adapt and they had plans to you know, come to the Milwaukee and Chicago area. And, you know, that ended up not being able to happen. And, and they really just did a great job of, of making the most of the situation. So I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate that we were in the position that we were in as a company to be able to, to keep our interns and our intern program. Um, and I'm really happy with the way that it panned out. Yeah, it it means so much to those uh, students who are trying to get that that bit of experience. Mm -hmm. And I've heard, yeah. you know, I've interviewed a number of companies uh, about their virtual programs and been involved in a in a couple myself. And um, there, it's not easy. Like the logistics of it, <laughs> it might seem like, oh, it's easier. I can just do it from home. But not easy yeah. coordinating all the technology and the content at the same time. And uh, and even the the people within the organization, because suddenly it feels like, oh, people are maybe a little bit more accessible, so we can get more people involved in the internally in the program this year. But uh, so definitely, hats off to you and your team for for doing that this summer. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was challenging, but well worth it. Mm -hmm. 
I bet. And thinking about that, uh, what are you seeing from uh, people early in their career? That you know, the, the, the sorts of uh, people you, you mentioned that you interact with from high school all the way into you know some of the uh, graduate programs. Um, what what things are they doing? to get hired that are beyond the resume, you know, beyond the skill sets mm-hmm. and everything, you know, some of the things that you're seeing outside of that resume. Yeah, I would say the students that are really setting themselves apart from others are the ones that are able to build authentic relationships, not only with our recruiting team, but also with uh, our employees or, you know, our employees who are alumni from schools that they that they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, I say authentic because I see students struggle with this sometimes where, you know, they're emailing every single person on the recruiting team and trying to get a a coffee chat with everyone. And and that is not the right way to go about it. You want to try and and really find those people at the company that you have um, something in common with and that you can actually build those authentic relationships. And so I'm seeing students do that really well. And those are the students that are setting themselves apart, getting the interview. And then, you know, when they step foot their first day or maybe not foot, but virtually, you know, they already have a network internally that they've, that they've built. Um, And so I think that's helpful as they start either their internship or their full-time career. Um, But I think with everything, there's kind of that fine line of, being authentic and then being, you know, annoying. (laughs) Um, And and so I think students just have to really be careful. You know, you don't have to know every single person on a recruiting team in order to set yourself apart. Um, It's really, you know, just being authentic. And then I also see students that when they're talking to a recruiter, they might say, oh, I'm interested in, in really anything, you know, I'm flexible. Um, which is great, but it's really hard as a recruiter then to figure out what that person is passionate about. So I think the students that are also setting themselves apart, they're, they're confident in, in what they want to do. They're, they know what they're passionate about. They're able to articulate that. And, and those are the types of people that we want to join, you know, our team. Love it. I, I've heard authenticity come up over and over again on this podcast and it is, it really does matter. Um, and you know, you add, you add a a great extra point in there of, you know, don't come in wishy-washy, come in very focused and Mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And this is why. And it, it's true. It does help someone, uh, more efficiently figure out how they can help you. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, let's go back in the, in the time machine and think about mm-hmm. Angela's first ever professional job. What was it? I'm so, always so interested in this part, you know, um, people who are successful and rocking in their career. Um, what was your first professional job and how did you land it? Yeah, so this is kind of fun for me to talk about because <laughs> I think it's it's kind of unique. Um, so my first professional job out of college, I was running an office for a company called Vector Marketing and they sold Cutco cutlery. Have you heard of this before? No, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh. So, so let me tell you how I landed this job. Um, when I came home from my freshman year of college from UW Madison, I was looking for a job and honestly, this is going to like kind of date how old I am, but (laughs) I 
found an ad in the paper and uh, and called. And it ended up being for a company that sold knives, like kitchen cutlery. Uh-huh. And I went to the interview and honestly, I fell in love with the product. I just thought it was such great quality. I came home. My mom was like, you're nuts, but <laughs> you need to make money. So go for it. Um, ended up working with them all through college and, and working my way up into management. And then they offered me the opportunity to open my own office where then I was recruiting, training, um, a sales team to sell the same product. And, uh, right out of college, I mean, that was a, a very unique experience, um, challenging, uh, exciting and, uh, and I never thought that that's where I would have landed when I started my college education, but it was, it was fun. So you actually did open the office your own. I did. Yeah. Wow. I opened the office and ended up working for the company for over seven years um, oh in total. So opened the office, did that for about a year and a half, actually realized pretty quickly that was not my forte. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I closed my office and moved into their regional office and ended up then running campus recruiting for the central region. So that's kind of how I, I got into what I'm doing today. What, uh, when you, when you were going for, uh, what was your focus in school? Uh, well, when I started college, I thought I was gonna be a pharmacist. Uh And then as I, you know, (laughs) took those classes, um, I ended up getting a degree in communications. Cool. I, I yeah, yeah. Purposely asked that just to see, uh, because I think, I think a lot of uh, listeners uh, are a little nervous to make switches like that, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it's good that you were open to that I- idea of you know, hey, I might start here and and end up somewhere else, and sort of following, you know, from from literally changing your mind to what your focus was in school to, Hey, let's just Mm -hmm. follow this path of this ad in the paper and see where this leads me. And, Oh, this is pretty Mm -hmm. intriguing. And Hey, it gave me seven years of awesome experience or more. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you think it, it sounds great now, right? We can reflect Mm -hmm. and how it worked out, but in the moment, and maybe that either that moment or that journey or some, somewhere else, you know, it sounds like you had people around you who would offer advice um, was there ever, ever any advice uh, that maybe someone gave you and you're like, you know, thanks, but I'm going to do it a different way? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you when you come home and you start to tell your friends and family that you're selling knives, <laughs> you get a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of negative advice. And, you know, a lot of people said, don't do sales. You know, that's a scam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not you're not going to do sales when you graduate. So why would you do that during college? And so I'm at the time, I honestly just needed a job and needed to make money. Um, so I'm glad that I ignored that, though, because I truly do feel as a professional, I learned a lot, even though I'm not in sales per se right now. Right. I do think I learned a lot in that sales role and um, and stuff that I still use today. And, you know, for for those listening, you know, you may not want to go into sales, but you have to sell yourself to a company on why they should hire you. So some of those skills that you're learning in a sales job, you know, will help you with interviewing, will help you with networking. Um, And so I'm really glad that I didn't listen because it, it, even when I say it now, it it does sound weird. And, you know, if my daughter came to me and said she wanted to do that, I'd probably 
think she was a little bit nuts too, but I'm, I'm really <laughs> glad that I, that I just went for it. And, and I, I mean, I recommended so many of my friends and family to, to do something in sales, to just help build their career. Cause I do think it's valuable skills. I agree. And, uh, it's funny. We had, um, uh, Liz Grams, who was also in the communications field and at Marquette and, and now is mm-hmm. recruiting at Baker Tilly for, uh, early stage talent. And, and she has a similar story of, you know, starting in one place, journeying off and coming back and now utilizing everything she, she, uh, acquired during the, you know, Hey, maybe this doesn't seem like the exact fit right now using all of those skills now to recruit. Yeah, that's great. I, I didn't think that story was unique to me. So I'm so glad that other people feel that same way. It's yeah, it's really cool. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to bounce around here a little bit, uh, and, and think about networking and, and I want to touch on this one only because you, you know, you mentioned authenticity, uh, before and, um, and, and so what does networking mean to you and, or how, you know, and, or, you know, launching a career. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think networking is important, but I think networking, the, just the, the name, the word gets a bad rap Mm -hmm. Um, because there's definitely different ways to network. And, and I think about networking more as building relationships. And, And I think that's the important part for me and what I think that, um, individuals should focus on. So again, you know, it's not going to an event and trying to meet as many people as you possibly can. It's going to that event and trying to meet the right people, um, and then fostering those relationships. And, um, and I think you said it earlier, you know, being focused in, in how you want to attack networking and, and what you need from those individuals, honestly, um, I think is important. And, you know, that's helped me in my career. Um, but I think that being more focused rather than just, I'm going to hand out my business card and, you know, connect with as many people as I can on LinkedIn, um, is just going to get you farther. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Great advice. Which leads us to the big question. And I think, I I think I know some of the answer, but I'm really interested in what we (laughs) maybe didn't uncover. So the link from where you started with your first job, you know, selling knives, to today, yeah. what 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 else is there that link from that first uh, the first professional gig? Yeah, you know, but I th- when I think about my career and I think about you know all the different roles that I've had and, and what I've enjoyed most about them, it always is coming back to the, the ability to work with people and help people mold kind of their careers. So you know, back when I was opening the office when I was right out of college, my job was to help other college students um, mold their careers. And and I'm still doing that today. And that's why I love this early career recruiting space because students are just so passionate and they're excited and they're ready and they're eager. And we have this ability to help them um, figure out, you know, what they want to do. And, and it might be with my current company and it might not be, and that's okay. And I just really kind of enjoy that. And, and I enjoyed it, you know, in college and, and how many years out, I'm still loving it. Do you find your, do you have a good network of your peers? So you can say, maybe you meet someone early in their career and you're like, ah, not deaf. You're not 
exactly the fit for what we're looking for in this thing, but here's someone you should talk to. I mean, I, I love doing that. And I, and I really kind of love that about my, you know, job and job title. I think that, um, we all generally feel this way who are recruiters in this space. And so it's very easy. And I, and I always say that with people who end up not being a great fit for our company, or they decide that we're not a great fit for them. I, I generally say, you know, let me know what companies you're interested in. And if I can help introduce you to a recruiter, uh, you know, in that company, I'd be more than happy to do so because I do think it is all about um, that network and, and how I can help you. But again, I need, that that student or that individual to also take some initiative and tell me what companies that they're mm -hmm. interested in. And, and I, I'm not going to go out and find that for them, but I'm happy to connect them once they figure out, um, you know, what company they're interested in or, or where their passion lies. So I think the nugget in there, one of the nuggets in there is you might be talking to one uh, recruiter, but really you're talking to many. Yeah, definitely. So. And just like, you know, you, you never want to burn bridges yep. and you never know, you know, where individuals have come from or what companies they might be moving to in the future. And, you know, I, I just reconnected, it reminded me, I reconnected with a candidate who we offered him an internship. He ended up turning down the internship and now he, we've hired him as a full-time employee. <laughs> and it's because he did, he it's okay if you turn down opportunities. Right. That is completely okay. But you just have to do it in the right way so that you keep that door open because mm -hmm. you really never know where your future is going to lead you. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. The rapid mm -hmm. fire. All right. I'm ready, yeah, I think. That's what everyone says, Angela. We'll see. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there's no uh, no nothing in this. It's whatever comes to mind. If there, Sometimes the answer is no answer. It's all okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but we start with, uh, what are you reading, watching, or listening to at the moment that you'd recommend to someone launching their career? Uh, so, well, I'm looking at my desk right now, and <laughs> I have a book on my desk. It's called FYI, and it's uh, For Your Improvement. Oh, nice. It's And it's not a book you're going to read cover to cover. And it's, it's really great for um, a someone who's a people manager, but I also think it's really great for someone who might be a little more self-reflective. Um, it, it just helps with skills and it gives you like real activities that you can do to help build up certain skills. And so, uh, like I said, I, I'm a people manager right now and it's helpful in that area, but I do think it could be really helpful for someone um, early in their career as well. Awesome, awesome. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. What's your go-to food when you need a boost? Uh, so can I choose a drink instead of a food? Uh, one answer was coffee, but in the past. Okay, yeah, perfect. So, yep. so I do have a small obsession with Diet Coke. <laughs> and I feel like it tastes even better at 3 p.m. Uh, and so that is... That's my go-to. I That's feel like I'm constantly like asking my husband to pick up more Diet Coke from <laughs> <No>. the store. <laughs> so I'm, I, I've got a problem with Coke Zero. But yesterday, okay. my wife, I mean, she just, there's nothing like a Diet Coke from McDonald's for her. Like, she, Oh, yes. And so she literally I said, agree with her. yeah, she's like, hey, want to go get yourself a Big Mac and get me a Diet Coke? And like she <laughs> knew if she said Big Mac, 
I, there was no way I, that my answer would be no. And so she's yeah. a smart lady. She's smart. One Big Mac later, she had a Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay, uh, Instagram or TikTok? Oh, so I'm more active on Instagram, but it's only because I'm so intimidated with how great people are at TikTok. I know, and I find I know. it like so amusing, but I'm just not that coordinated or creative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, favorite podcast? Do you have one? Um, so a podcast that I really enjoy, it's called Stuff You Should Know. Mm-hmm. And... I struggle a little bit with the title because when I'm listening, I'm like, well, I don't know if I should actually know this, but I do find them very interesting. The topics are very interesting. And I feel like, you know, would be great to listen to maybe before you go to a networking event. So you have something really interesting to talk about. Oh, I like point. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, YouTube or Hulu? Um, I would say, uh, oh gosh, this is a tough one. I would say YouTube. I'm more into the music than yes. I am uh, TV. So yes, yeah, me, me too. too. Um, if you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? Oh, I mean, I feel like obviously like Michelle Obama, Ellen, those would be, but they're booked, right? It's going to be impossible to get those individuals. Um, you know, if I had a talk show, I think, and maybe it's just where I'm at in my life right now, I feel like the show, the kids say the darnest things or the kids say the funniest <laughs> things is hilarious. And, you know, my friends are all having children now and like they do really say the funniest things. So I think I would probably try and do something around like kids and maybe entrepreneurs, like young entrepreneurs, because I just think they they're real and they're raw and uh so I don't have someone specific, but I think that's like the target market I would go after. It would be like young entrepreneurs. There you go. You, you, you. At least to me, in in this conversation, have a passion for uh, young people and how to help mm-hmm. and uh, and focus them. So that's great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. This was super fun. I hope it was fun for you, and I uh, would love to catch up again uh, sometime after this. Of course. Thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate it.